Welcome to Stoned Alchemy. I'm Russ on this side of the mic with my buddy in chat, Mike, on the other. Join us around the cauldron as we cook up the ingredients of life with our tales, adventures, and yarns spun of pure gold. From Greenwich Village to a Hopi village, to other worlds near and far, sometimes a little too far. But really, no place or topic is beyond the reach of stoned alchemy. Interior of a sedan, day. A police radio crackles with reports as two plainclothes cops cruise a desolate street in Queens. The cop in the passenger seat spots something outside. What's this asshole up to? Check that guy out. The other cop looks out to see a skinny, scraggly-haired junkie marching down the street holding an auto security bar. The cops follow him around the corner. The junkie approaches a man on a payphone and starts beating him. Fuck! The car zooms up onto the curb and both cops jump out. And then, in slow motion, guns drawn, guns aimed. Cops' faces melt in confusion. Then they tense with agitation. Guns return to the holsters. Cops return to the cars, and they drive off. Exterior, street in Queens, day. A small film crew prepares a pickup shot. Mike, the director, walks up to Nick, the star. He's holding an auto security bar and he hands it to Nick. Around the corner, Dick the cameraman has a camera on his shoulder. This was going to be a one setup deal. Just a handheld shot. The crew was ready. Johnny, the actor who was going to be the victim, was at the phone booth. Settle everyone, ready? Speed! Scene 74, take one. Alright everybody, settle. And... Action! And just as we'd written it, just as we rehearsed it, Nick comes around the corner with that manic look in his eyes. He beelines it to Johnny at the phone booth, and as the script required, he begins beating Johnny. Down Johnny goes onto the sidewalk, and Nick, that method actor madness in his eyes, continues to beat down. But I notice in the corner of my eye a white car. I didn't think too much of it, until I noticed it jumped the curb, and the doors opened, and two young guys popped out, guns being drawn from holsters. And as if another movie was playing, it all dawned on me what was going on. They thought our fantasy was reality. A mugging was happening. Before they could utter a word, I started screaming out, It's a movie! We're making a movie! We're making a movie! I could see the shift in their mood and in their eyes. They saw what was going on. It was just a movie. They didn't say a word. They put their guns back in their holsters and got back into their cars. Although I thought I did hear maybe one of them saying, Damn assholes. He drove off. None of us said a word for about a minute, and then we burst out laughing. Boy, did we duck one. Originally, the concept was going to be Nick was going to beat Johnny up with an Uzi. Can you imagine if those two cops had seen Nick walking around the corner, that scraggly-haired junkie holding an Uzi in his hand? I think we may have been to Nick's funeral a few days later. The gods of cinema were watching us that day. Alright guys, well, I think maybe we should uh, do that one again.
Wow, we just listened to Scene 74, Take 13 by Mike. That was uh, his tale, his twist on our adventure on filmmaking with No Exit, a film we did a, a couple of years back. <laughs> just and, a few. <laughs> uh, and and that, that tale you did there, that's that that's actually true. happened. Oh, that's, I didn't exaggerate it a bit. It was not exaggerated. Uh, it was made a bit more surreal because what I love what you did um, was show the the cop's perspective, but basically what happened was you know we we were shooting a scene where really without any permits on the corner there. Yeah, that was a pickup day. We were doing some extra shoots, so we had a tiny crew also. Right, we're very small, like three, but maybe about four people about. And and uh, well, you want, you, want, you want to go ahead and tell? Them yeah, the, well, you know, yeah, it was a, it was a pickup. We had a couple of days of reshoots. You know, some, sometimes you need scenes to uh, fill out areas that are that are missing in the script or, you know, or, or you have to reshoot them because it didn't come out right the first time, whatever. So this particular scene, uh, again, like I said, we, we had a very small crew. We didn't have a lot of vehicles. So it was just the cameraman, the boom operator, the actors, and a couple other people. And what the scene was, was Nick, Nick Sandow, who uh, many of you may know him from Orange is the New Black, uh, played Joe Caputo. He is the lead in No Exit. He's coming around the corner with a club, one of those security clubs for a car. And he's targeting this guy, Johnny, who is on the uh, the payphone, mm-hmm. and he's going to beat the crap phone. out of him. So the scene simply is the camera follows, meets him at the corner, follows him to the phone booth. He starts beating him. Cut. Now, while we're doing this, I notice in the corner of my eye a white car coming around the corner with Nick. I don't pay much attention to it because we didn't close off the traffic that day. We just sort of let it fly. And there was very little traffic in that neighborhood anyway. It was Queensbridge, Queens. Very so, industrial area. Yeah, industrial, bad, high drug traffic. It's a bad neighborhood. So Nick moves over, back, starts the miming, miming his beating of Johnny. Johnny's on the ground pretending he's unconscious. And then I notice, I hear a screech of tires, and the car jumps the curb. Two cops jump out of the car. Well, they were plain clothes, so we didn't know they were cops. Draw their guns. And I go, oh, my God. I just started screaming, it's a movie. We're making a movie. We're making a movie. <laughs> and they didn't say a word. They just sort of rolled their eyes holstered their guns, got in the car, and drove off, never said a word. Yeah. And we were frozen there for a moment, like, oh, my God, we almost, we dodged a bullet there, literally. Yeah. And, and what was the original thing he was going to, yes. that Nick was going to use to, to attack his... <laughs> he would have been dead. We originally were going to have Nick carry an Uzi, and it was, he wasn't going to shoot him, but he was going to beat him with it. If Nick had been seen carrying an Uzi, walking around the corner, I'm almost certain the cops would have probably shot yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, and thank, I just thank the film gods. Who, geez, that would have been scary. It was scary enough. Uh, but boy, that was. And then we laughed about it later. Uh, it was yeah, hilarious. But cried and laughed. And the sad thing is, with the camera was facing the other way when we shot it, so we didn't get them on film. I wish we would have shot it aiming toward the cops. We could have caught that on film. Well, you were uh, following the action. You following the action, so we were facing the opposite the direction. Or, well, know. I tell you, that was really one of the scariest uh, moments because. They had no idea we were shooting a movie because it was a tiny crew. We didn't tell the police that day. Uh, I don't even know if we had permits that day. Well, we, we, we had permits, but not quite. We you, When you have permits, you kind of take liberties with the permits. True. And we took many liberties with them. And and it happened exactly. And that, that was what was cool about your story is that you show the police perspective of the situation where, you know, they're on patrol. And, and then all of a sudden you see some guy running with a, with a, with a club <laughs> thing in his hand or whatever. 
and he's going to attack somebody. And it was kind of cool seeing that. And the, the inner dialogue inside you is saying, oh, this is pretty cool. And then you go, then you wake up and you're like, wait a minute, they think it's real. <laughs> and and then you turn around to your situation as being the director and you go, wait a minute, it's a movie. Uh, <laughs> that actually happened. And that's, that's pretty crazy. Uh, that's why I picked that like, that sort of that cheesy uh, hooray for Hollywood type movie because for us uh-huh. that's what it was. It was like we're making a movie. This is nice. This is yeah. happy. This is great. And then uh oh, there's some dark, serious yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, um, hooray for Hollywood. Hooray for Hollywood. That birds flying around. <laughs> it was a, it was one of those stories that you know you looking back, you're glad it happened, and you're glad no one got hurt because it's a it's a good story. But boy, it was it could have been it could have turned out much worse. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we've had some other situations in, in our past filmmaking career where uh, things happened. Uh, do you remember the time we, we had a exploding camera jib? Oh, yes. Remember that? I was just talking Jimmy about that Rigo recently. And, and uh, Yeah, that was my fault. Yeah, you, yes, it was, Mike. It was completely <laughs> your fault. Cause, cause you, yeah, tell, like, it, oh, tell, yeah. tell the tale. Well, Tell a tale. Okay, well, we, we, we spent a grueling day out in, was it Long Island City someplace? Was, was it Brooklyn or Long Island Brooklyn, City? Not, anyway, we were, we were in a studio. And, and it was, what we were shooting. We were shooting, we were shooting a music video for a band. The Pilly Band. Pilly Band. That's right, the Pilly Band. And it, it was a, it was a glossy-looking video, and it, it, it came out pretty cool. But we had some equipment that we did. Normally, we didn't get to have access to this kind of equipment. So we had this great crane and jib and all that and it was beautiful hydraulics and we got some great high shots so we're all wrapped up for the day and we're, we're getting everything together packing up the equipment after and we're a long day after a very long grueling day a lot of work and and i don't know why what inspired you to pump this thing but <laughs> mike starts jumping on the hydraulic pump like he's pumping a bicycle tire <laughs> and and he's pumping his thing and he's pumping his thing and pumping his thing and, and and all I remember was an explosion of, of, of red hydraulic fluid everywhere. Oh, and, man. And the, the, the camera fell down. You caught the camera, didn't you? Well, the camera launched the, the jib arm with the camera actually actually was thrown, was blasted up in the air about six feet. Maybe not, maybe not that much, about three feet. hundred feet. And I, <laughs> right, I went through the ceiling. No, and I caught one end and I screamed, grab the camera, grab the camera. And you grabbed the camera. I had the back end of the jib. You had the camera. David got it in his face and everybody was running out to clean oh. the, 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 the hydraulic fluid we're, off we're, we're, we're all doused in this hydraulic fluid and we're sliding along. I mean, oh, and it's everywhere, everywhere. We spent hours cleaning hours this cleaning stuff. That up. And then there was that backdrop that the, the band had, had, had they didn't even rent it. The, a company had donated it to them to use. <laughs> and it, it went all over this new, nice backdrop like a canvas backdrop. And I think they had to pay to get it clean or maybe we pay. I don't know what happened with, I don't remember what eh. happened. Anyway, but, long story short, that was the last time we ever saw them. <laughs> well, no, because we did work with the editing room and all that. They forgave oh, us. Yeah, so I think they yeah. But I think that was, oh man, but that was, that was a mess. That was a complete Oh, what a mess. mess. Trying to clean that oily stuff. And it was, it took like three hours and, and we were exhausted. We just wanted to go and home. I had to go to work the next day. I remember going, I, I was, I was working at a trucking company and I remember showing up to work like at 7:30 after like two hours of sleep or something. I think there was still hydraulic fluid in my hair and in my ear. It doesn't usually it doesn't usually wash out on the first. Oh, it's hard time. to get off. It's hard to get People off. People are looking at me. It's like, man, you look terrible. <laughs> and I had to tell them a story about, oh yeah, my buddy Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Has his... That's me. Blame <laughs> I, I I accept that responsibility. 
I don't oh. know what I was thinking. I think I thought that it. I don't know. I, I think it was just sort of like out of boredom. I wanted to. I wanted, ah. to, wanted to raise it, so I said, "Let me pump it a little bit." And not knowing, I didn't. I had never worked with this kind of equipment before, <laughs> so I, I over pumped it. Simple as that. And there's a warning on it. There's a sticker that says, "Do not over pump." Yeah, do not literally over- flashing yeah. at me. Do not over pump. And I over pumped to the wind. It was like Old Faithful, yeah. blasting <laughs> like of red liquid. Yeah. And it went oh, everywhere man. though. It went everywhere. Remember, I'm just remember cleaning, trying to clean that shit up. It was just a mess. It tastes good. It didn't see oh, good. It was it didn't awful. Hear good. It was awful. <laughs> Slipping and sliding all over the place. Yes. <laughs> but the but but we saved the camera. We saved the camera. The footage came out great, and and we lived. We did. <laughs> Tell the story. Yeah. But it was a fun again another one of those fun stories that you look back on and laugh because you can. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We had a lot, of, a lot of good tales like that. Uh, we have so many stories of no exit that you know maybe we should uh, tell a few more in future episodes. I, I yeah, there's like some that. really fun stories. What do you think? Oh, I, I think it's a lot of great stories. I, I think not only just no exit. I think the whole, the whole film. Oh, true. Making, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The whole filmmaking drama, even uh, from our early days of scouting yep. in the forest of Pennsylvania with Remember that? huge. Yes dreams and visions of grandeur of <laughs> oh coming in and chopping down the forest to bring in generator trucks and <laughs> and honey wagons and we're gonna run we're gonna run cable all through the forest and we're gonna of course yeah we're gonna Why build those over here we're gonna build we're gonna build a chasm here we're gonna we'll know. have to do a, a forest pilot uh episode <laughs> because that on itself just shows the the grand the delusions of grandeur we had but to. at the same time, it, it, it motivated us and we actually got things done uh, because of that, the way we we wanted to do things big. We had we had big dreams. And, well, this uh, is certain, you know what it is? It's like you look at a film like Ed Wood, okay? Yes. That, there's a certain wide-eyed optimism. Yeah, oh, no question. We had that. You, you got to be naive. You got to be insane. You got to be a little naive. crazy. You can't be stupid, though. No. No. Um, even, though, even though when you I can get pretty close to it, you can, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty stupid. But, but you have these uh, incredible dreams of, of of doing stuff. You know, when we shot stuff. I remember when we did we we're doing a trailer for No Exit back then. Yes. It had, I think it was called Different Schools. Different Schools it was a that's different when, name. That's when uh, Vincent Gardini was going to be in it. It was when it was called that's Different right. Schools. Right. We shot I think a trailer in in my old apartment downtown. Mm-hmm. We took over the entire apartment. The yeah, room. I know. We did. We shot in Manetta Lane. That was kind of mm-hmm. nice, too. We got to shoot outside. That was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a mess, but it was a lot of fun. You know? And you get to eat really well, too. I think w- during the starving days, one of the great highlights of, of filmmaking is kn- knowing that I'm going to have some food. <laughs> yeah, and, you, were, you weren't in the best of financial shape at that time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't think any of us were. <laughs> but uh, knowing that at least we're going to have one good, good pizza. Food good pizza or or hamburgers or whatever it was that's right that's back I, then you ate meat yeah i ate meat yeah but it was kind of funny during doing the no exit shoot our our perspectives on on dealing with the crew I, again you know they 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 expected craft services and regular meals and we were seeing this as like a luxury it's like we, we fed you this. we already fed you this morning because you're gonna eat again and uh so you have a very different perspective especially when your heart is in it when it's your project well, that's it exactly and you're it doing meant something to us yeah it's it's a it's a more artistic thing where you're willing to make great sacrifices sure it was just a but to them it was a job they wanted to get paid and they wanted to eat properly although know? some people really gave a lot more than well, dick know, brooks dick brooks and dick, the cast yeah and the kind of course the cast and there were a couple of good 
people on the crew that but it was all great great ideas and stuff definitely they were all i mean most of them were good except i mean there was a couple like peter was a bit of a wild man although he was decent he was always nice to me but but he was just a bit of a wild wild man when he i think when he i think it was the cocaine that that did that yeah but remember when we did we would do the the uh the far the forest pilot which is this big epic fantasy adventure we were going to do we did a <laughs> we did like a, not a sort of a promotional trailer where we went to rocky point long island and and had that actor read oh, stuff around a right. campfire yeah well yeah. his name was francisco and i found out that uh he's best friends with michael imperioli of sopranos and when we went to pick him up from his apartment michael imperioli was there and, okay. and he said, "What are you guys doing?" And I said, "Well, Francis is going to read. We're going we're to shooting this this thing." And he goes, "Want me to do it? I'll do it." <laughs> oh, sure, said, yeah. And imagine if we would have had Michael Perio. But it was such a god awful thing we did. It was it was it was so corny and cheesy we were, yeah, and bad. Was, yeah, and and the shoot I remember we we're out in you know, Long Island. It was raining the entire time. Rain we're outside. We had to make a fire pit in 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 david's backyard in in rocky point and we're out there in the rain shooting this thing for like 10 hours <laughs> eating cold domino's all the pizza. pizzas we ordered all those domino's pizzas yeah, it was like 30 pizzas some ridiculous <laughs> quantity of pizza i don't know why uh, joey was with us my cousin joe who could put uh, it away uh, Gabon. but uh and we shot it on video i remember like this really cheesy video camera we didn't even shoot that on film and, it, it, and then we had to edit it at fordham university because david mm-hmm. went there but it was so bad. Uh, it, that whole script, that script was god awful. We're gonna, we'll have to do a Forest Pilot episode to really go in depth on that project because there's some funny crap that went on with that one. I remember, I remember going to that that millionaire's house in that apartment in Midtown to pitch it. Millionaire guy who had this beautiful apartment oh, in West Fifty Something Street, and he was gonna maybe finance it. And we we did our pitch. I remember the artist that did all those paintings. Uh, that's Henry, this Henry, is, Henry, Henry Mendy. We'll have to, yeah, this we're gonna have to do an episode on Forest Pilot. There's too much good material. Yeah. So yeah, there were there were so many so many tales to tell about uh, our filmmaking days, and we were talking about no exit today and that crazy time we almost got shot, uh, but we didn't. But we didn't. As we Nick did. Sandow would say, we didn't. And uh, it turned out to uh, to be pretty, you know, a decent film. It's it's unfortunate that it, it was suffered from bad timing. But anyway, we're gonna have much. We'll have many more tales to tell about our filmmaking experiences in future episodes of Stone's Alchemy. Until okay. next time, take care. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.